Hello and welcome to this week's podcast brought to you by the BT Technical Services team. My name is Brian Ashenden and I have the pleasure of leading the team of experts that are available to answer any technical advice strategy related queries you may have. Whilst the House of Representatives has been sitting this week, it has been a relatively quiet week for technical and regulatory developments. Without the Senate sitting, no legislation impacting financial planning has been passed and we now have only three sitting weeks left for the calendar year with much still anticipated. From finally passing the Bring Forward Contribution Rule Changes to the expected introduction of measures to give effect to Royal Commission recommendations. Now, what has been raised for comment several times this week is the FASIA Code of Ethics, due to both the appearance of the FASIA CEO before a parliamentary committee and also the concluding days for consultation on the latest draft of the FASIA Code Guidance document. On this basis, there are a couple of points that I believe are worth considering. First, There has been discussion about the code going beyond the Corporations Act requirements or that the FASIA interpretation of best interests is different to the Corporations Act definition. Now, both of these are actually correct, but I'd suggest also intentional. In terms of the FASIA code going beyond or higher than the Corporations Act, this is certainly the intent. Indeed, when the Bill to Lift Professional Standards was first introduced into Parliament back in 2016, the government categorically stated that the code will impose duties that go beyond the corporation's law. And in this context, we need to remember that the code is principally focused on values, on behaviours and on the way we go about things. This would actually be a very difficult area in which to legislate. Legislation is more about what we do. It's more rules-based. The code has a different purpose but is to work in conjunction with the legislative requirements to ultimately lift the standards that apply in providing financial advice. It's on a similar basis that the best interest duty has also a slightly different approach under the code. There is no safe harbour safety net, and for those who continue to rely on the seven safe harbour steps in the corporation's law, it is important to remember that technically this doesn't mean your advice is in the client's best interest. It simply means you have discharged your corporation's law requirements. Now, in most instances, I would suggest that following the seven safe harbour steps would, in reality, mean that advice has been provided in the best interest of the client. The code requires you, however, to prove that this is still the case without reliance on those specific steps. Now, with only a few days remaining for consultation on the current draft guide, there have been several calls for for FASIA to be more specific in the guidance. Comments like, provide an example on this, or tell us how to apply the standards in a scenario like that. Whilst examples would no doubt be helpful, um, and do remember that the intent is for this new draft to supplement, not replace, the guidance issued in October 2019, and therefore the examples in the previous guidance still remain on foot, the use of examples cannot and should not be the be-all and end-all. Examples in the context of a guidance document can only be a guide and clearly can only be based on a limited set of facts. We all know that in reality there are many inputs to what advice is provided to a client and how it's provided. Some decisions come naturally and are innate in the process and others require more considered contemplation. What we don't want the code or the guidance to do is remove the ability of an advisor to appropriately use their professional judgment because this is what makes each of us unique. This is what personalises the process for a client. This is the reason why clients may choose to engage with one advisor over another. If we want a prescriptive set of rules, then we need legislative change, not a change to the code. 
And if we get too prescriptive, we will start to lose the professionalism of advice and the advice process. And I don't think this is a path any of us would want to venture down. Now, no doubt the balance of 2020 is going to be busy with the previously mentioned legislative program ahead of us. And hopefully the release of the finalised code guidance document and the expected release from ASIC of a consultation paper focused on what barriers exist to the delivery of scaled advice. Remember, if you have any technical advice strategy considerations, you can call our BT Technical Services team on 1800 655 901 or send the team an email at technical at btfinancialgroup.com. And our next fortnightly BT Academy technical webinar on Wednesday the 4th of November will feature a guest presenter, Benjamin Martin from BT Life, who will focus on uncovering the wealth needs of high net worth individuals. No doubt there will be plenty of insights that can be applied to all clients from this session. And if you haven't yet registered for this webinar, head to bt.com.au forward slash professional. Until next week, bye for now.